Hey everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. So thank you for joining us today. On today's podcast, we're going a little different. As people may know or have heard, we are holding our very first ever For the Love of Motorcycles event. So I have a whole bunch of people with me today. I've got Marty Forbes, who is our VP at AMSS. Diana's from the Jerry Forbes Center and Angel from Santa's Anonymous and everybody is tied into this event. Thank you everybody for being here. Hello. Hi, Belle. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> so I'm going to start with Marty because this event was our brainchild, well, yours. And can you tell me a little bit about where it came from and why we decided to do it, aside from the fact that it's a great thing to do. Absolutely. Thank you. Um, we've been uh, with the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society for the seventh year now, I guess. And over the many years that we've been uh, helping out and trying to get established in the motorcycle community, we get asked to attend so many different events. And we literally have covered this province, helping out and showing up and at show and shines and events and talking to riders uh, about motorcycling. Now, the last two years, of course, with COVID, everything has been upside down and backwards. And a lot of the events have been canceled, as well as a lot of the community community fundraising events. Now, this last year when we were, you know, kind of kicking ideas around, I said, you know, wouldn't it be kind of nice that we could drive one on our own? Let's do something for ourselves and let's help out a charity. And for full disclosure, I'm on two other boards that just happened to be Santa's Anonymous that my father started in 1955 and the Jerry Forbes Center for Community Spirit that we opened a couple of years back, took us a, oh, a decade in a little bit to put together this beautiful shared space uh, for charity. So we'll get into that a little bit later. So it's a, it's a, a you know, bikers are, are, are an amazing people for supporting community. There are fun runs all around the world of a large magnitude. And, and Angel would know from Santa's and Diana, I guess, too, that the Edmonton toy run alone in the in September is the, I guess, unofficial kickoff of the campaign for Santa's Anonymous. And depending Depending on the weather, upwards of 2,500 motorcyclists show up to this event and they bring, you know, toys and a good deal of cash and gets the campaign off to a great start. So we basically just decided to put everything under one umbrella, thinking that all these other charities are also going to be racing back and trying to ramp up. And there's going to be golf tournaments and, and fun runs and, and entertainment nights. So we thought that this would be kind of a unique opportunity to support something that we think uh, could use a good boost with the motorcycle community that we control. Absolutely. And it was it was a pretty easy decision for the whole board to get on board with supporting the Jerry Forbes Center and Santa's Anonymous. Um, and, and not well, for me personally, it does have somewhat to do with you being tied to both of those. You've you've been with me since the beginning of this and have helped me on the media side. This what do you get the guy who has everything? You throw an event <laughs> that helps two causes that are seriously so close to his heart. So Easy, easy pick. Diana, can you 
kind of explain a little bit about the Jerry Forbes Center? I, I know it houses a lot of occupants, but a lot of people may not know really what the center does. You're, you're right. Uh, a lot of people don't really know about the Jerry Forbes Center. They may have heard about it, but they don't really know what it is. And so basically, it's, it's a huge building. It's 93,000 square feet. And it's kind of, imagine a village of nonprofits that uh, live there. And they serve Edmonton and uh, and Alberta. As Marty alluded to, this started a long, long time ago. It was uh, kind of a, a, a brainchild that started with uh, Santa's Anonymous about finding a, uh, a permanent home. So the vision was to create opportunities for these nonprofits to uh, collaborate, to share uh, volunteers, to, to work together and... Uh, develop synergies, innovation, it's fundraising opportunities. So we work together, make them stronger in an affordable environment and, and be able to be there to continue to continue to serve Edmonton and Alberta. So other than Santa's Anonymous, what other kinds of nonprofits are housed in the Jerry Forbes Center, Diana? Christmas Bureau, Canadian Heart of Hearing, Celiac Association, ABC Head Start, Community Options, Good uh, Neighbor Fund, uh, Safe Gen. Uh, we have Alberta uh, Search and Rescue. We have Edmonton Regional Search and Rescue in there. Um, we have uh, Special Olympics of Alberta. We just welcomed Paralympic Sports Association. We have Narcotics Anonymous there. Edna, which is Eating Disorder uh, Support Network. We touch 100,000, at least 100,000 people indirectly and directly. So you have your, you know, direct recipients and then indirect by their families and whatever that, you know, that they've received the support from from the uh, center. So it's it's an amazing facility. I always love bringing people for a tour and just kind of going around the one corner and then they look down that hallway and they they just it it kind of you can see the like the it just whoa, I can't believe it. <laughs> You know, I know, it's, it's, it's an amazing situation. I have been blessed to be able to come into that facility a couple of times for, for different reasons. And it's just, it's heartwarming to see all these different places and how flexible it is. And of course, then you walk into the warehouse area and you have like this whole huge Santa's Anonymous, like yeah. all the toys and stuff. So, you know, move, like Angel, how <laughs> is it to have a permanent home for Santa's in in the Jerry Forbes Center. And and then maybe tell us a little bit about Santa's Anonymous and what you guys do. You're right that this is incredible for us to have this permanent space. So I, a lot of people don't realize that 6-3 Ched Santa's Anonymous was effectively homeless for more than a decade. And what that meant was we would actually pack up our shop every single season into many different trailers, find places to store them. Then we'd look for an empty storefront every fall and set up our operations um, from scratch every year. So as you can imagine, we were pouring so many man hours into just getting set up every year. And just so to have this permanent space is a blessing um, just because it's easy for us to be able to start now. We can really focus on our program. And then as Diana just mentioned, while there's such a gamut of different charities in the Jerry Forbes Center for Community Spirit, 
we all have the same issues. We're all tackling, um, you know, a need in our community, but then it's nice because you can wander down the hall and whether somebody's serving, you know, children at risk like we are, or maybe somebody with celiac, we're still dealing with the same insurance issues. And so there's an opportunity for that synergy between all of us to be able to talk about and collaborate uh, regarding our shared um, challenges as a, as a small charity in our city. And so that's really the value of it. So I'm sure I, I can talk more about 630 Chad Santa's Anonymous. I always can, but I think just to really important to highlight that piece about the Jerry Forbes Center is that there's so much that happens from just being in that same space that we can learn from each other. We grow with each other. Um, we, you know, we prop each other up when we need it. And so that's a really important shared space for those reasons. Absolutely. Marty, you wanted to add something to this? Yeah, the uh, the financial template for the building is really important. Um, as the downtown core uh, started to change with the arena and all the construction around there, a lot of these agencies were working in you know old buildings, tiny buildings, free parking out back, and a lot of them got knocked down or are now you know f- facing huge charges, rent increases, paying for parking that was really going to break them. So the template that that it was set up for the center for shared cost has allowed them to survive and actually thrive. And Diana, I think we're in there for a meeting the other day and talked about, you know, been shut down for almost two years and we didn't lose anybody. They, no. they could afford to sustain this horrible break uh, that they probably couldn't before. So the template is uh, of how it operates is really, really smart. That's excellent. So then we have this For the Love of Motorcycles event, which is going to have some proceeds going towards these wonderful established uh, charities and, and homes for the charities. So all of our registration fees for our exhibitors, there will be a 50-50 and stuff like that. Those proceeds are all going towards the Jerry Forbes Center and, and Santa's Anonymous Diana, how do you see those funds being used? Like, is that going to help reduce some stress on all of the different nonprofits? Well, for so the 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 nonprofits that reside at the center, they what they pay are the operating costs of the center. So they don't pay rent; they pay operating costs, and so we. As, as any building has, we have major repairs and renovate, uh, you know, not, not so much renovations because those have been done. We have asphalt. We have, with a 93,000 square foot facility, you have that size of a roof that we have to maintain every year. And so the costs are, so the funds that we would get from this would go into uh, operating costs. So kind of lessens overall uh, what the tenants have to pay. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's kind of like the short, the short answer really is that it, it benefits the nonprofits. It continues to keep their, uh, rates well below market, uh, in the city. It goes to support, uh, the maintenance of the building per se. Let's talk a little bit about this day, June 25th in a couple of weeks now, for the love of motorcycles. Marty, what are people going to expect that day? 
Well, I think you have to remember how the motorcyclists were. I call it a beehive. And if you ever go by, you know, a Tim Hortons on White Avenue or Blackjacks, for example, on Tuesday night, bikers like to congregate. They like to come and, and chat with each other and ask each other about bikes and that. So with no bike show for the last two years, there hasn't been this beehive. So we're going to create that beehive. And because of the tie-ins to the charities, we want to make it a family event, family friendly. So the Blackjacks people are absolutely spectacular to work with with their template is is so well set up and so comfortable that we're going to have you know face painting we're going to have a blues singer out there we'll have guest experts in in almost anything that you want to know about motorcycling training is a huge huge issue they were shut down for the last couple of years directly you and i every time we chat and try to figure out when there's been a collision or, or or a death what happened and we can pretty well say that about 90% of the accidents are caused by by people that are either inexperienced or not trained. So in one little, you know, four or five hour span here, there is not an area we're not going to cover if you have an interest in, in motorcycles. And if it's the bike show, I can't remember the exact ratio, but 30% buy bikes and 70% come and, and hang out in the ambience and, and uh, you know, wannabe bikers kind of thing. And this is going to include scooters. And I'm sure there's going to be some e-bikes and and trikes uh, a show and shine where you're going to see 50 60 thousand dollar custom motorcycles that'll absolutely blow you away so we just want to create this real warm family event and tie the biking community into the fundraising to help two very worthy charities so we're running this june 25th in a couple of weeks at blackjack's roadhouse from 10 till 3 the, the Santa's people will be there. The Jerry Forbes people will be there. If you want to learn more about all the amazing work that's being done in that facility, absolutely come come by. You know, we'll probably have some specific Santa stuff going on. We'll, we'll figure all that out. All of the details are up on our website, www.ab-amss.org. There's a For the Love of Motorcycle image right on our homepage or the FTLOM on the top on the menu heading has exhibitors listed. Everything is up there, events, what's going on. We'll make sure that we, we try and keep our socials updated. We'll probably go live from there too. We want everybody to come out and just have a good time. As Marty said, we've all been stuck segregated for the last couple of years. We want to bring everybody back together again. You know, a couple of weeks ago was Two Wheel Sunday in Calgary. Same atmosphere we want to create up here in the Edmonton area as well. One thing that I always like to share with people is, you know, so many people know of Santa's Anonymous. They know Santa's provides toys for kids. Um, what they don't always know is that we actually serve around 20,000 kids every year. So that's a lot of kids. And that's not even half of the kids that are living below poverty, below the poverty line in our city. And so, you know, the work that we're doing is so important and it goes even beyond that toy and it goes into things that are just so important there's you know the toys which we know marty talked about the toy run and how amazing the toy run is to supporting santa's anonymous um you know coming out i love seeing all the toys there and it's such an important part but we also include books and we include stuffed animals and we really build this really robust uh package that we provide to the kids that can help with so many important skill developments like you know, we talk about play being so important for kids. It's their job. And so what Santa's is doing is allowing kids to do their job and they're giving them the tools to do it. And those tools are going to help them. So when they're playing with 
a race car on the floor, that's an important skill that they're going to now take into preschool and into kindergarten, as well as that book that, you know, so many kids don't have those books in their home that they can call their own. And so when a child gets to kindergarten, they can't be, you know, there's no expectation for them to keep pace with their peers who do have books in their home. So if we can just by providing a toy that, you know, helps with some of those fine and gross motor skills and a book that helps with those, uh, you know, really important literacy skills, like just flipping a page even for a baby is, uh, you know, the work that we're doing, I feel like it just seems it's so simple. We've always had the most simple mission of so many charities to provide a new toy to kids at Christmas, but it comes with so many benefits and so much value for our community. So I just always like to share that because it's sometimes hard. It gets lost in that message. And, uh, you know, I feel like it's a really important part of what we do. That's absolutely brilliant. My, my mother worked in inner city schools when I was growing up. And so I've always been attached to that kind of um, that environment. So I appreciate what you just said, because that's exactly what it is. Marty, last word goes to you, my friend. <laughs> Thank you, Mel. You know, Dad's uh, a creature was stirring. Uh, as I find it is, he always reminded me, it's about the volunteers. It's about the people of Edmonton. And that is the longest running piece of creative on Canadian radio. It's it's unprecedented. And it, I'm sure most of our listeners are really well aware, probably a number of them have shown up. This is now three generations. When I go visit and I see grandpa with their kids and their grandchildren, my heart just, just flutters. And these people will be out there regardless of the weather. I mean, there's 30 below sometimes out there and they're all bundled up and that, and that's a very special thing. Sinus Anonymous is unique in Canada. There is nothing to the magnitude in all of Canada. So we all take a great pride and we thank everybody in the motorcycle community and again, invite them to come join us. His hair was shoulder length. His youthful face hid behind an abundance of shaggy beard. Over tight faded blue jeans and an old bulky knit, he had thrown his pride and joy, a sheepskin wrap. It had a hole in the center through which he put his head. It was without arms, fell front and back down past his waist to his mid-thigh, and it was gathered at the waist with a chain. His 68 Chevy moved slowly through the streets. It stopped, then started again, making a U-turn at the corner where the driver gazed through the darkness of the night to view the street markers. He was in unfamiliar territory. The houses were one room frame and most of them were bare of paint. Lights were few and glowed softly behind polythene which substituted for storm windows. Up one side of the deserted street, down the other. Then on to the next block, the old Chevy made its way. It stopped and the door opened and the young man with the long hair and the beard and the faded jeans and the sheepskin coat got out on the passenger side and walked to the gate of the house that was a duplicate of all those around it. He walked slowly up the walk, trying to see the house numbers through the dark. He read them. Satisfied that this was the place, he returned to his car, opened the trunk and removed two large brown shopping bags like they use in the supermarket. turned to the front door of the old house and knocked gently. No answer. He knocked again. Then he heard the sound of children. The door opened, and in a brief second, through the dim light inside, he saw poverty at Christmas time. 
the floor was bare. Three little children were playing there with an old cardboard box. The kitchen table was covered with tattered oilcloth and was surrounded by four bare wooden chairs. A double bed sat in one corner, sagging but neatly made, and a small electric stove sat against the wall. A young woman, perhaps in her late twenties, but looking tired and older than her years, came to the door, scooping up the smallest child as she did. The other child, who had opened the door, looked at the stranger outside, then stepped back, glancing quickly at her mother. "Good evening, ma'am. These are guests for the little ones from Santa's Anonymous," the young man said. The mother looked a long moment at the long-haired, bearded youth. With the outlandish sheepskin jacket, she took the two shopping bags filled with gaily wrapped Christmas gifts. She sat the baby down on the floor again, and quickly looked at the bright display of parcels. Her eyes welled up with tears, and she could bring herself to say only an almost inaudible "thank you." "You're welcome, ma'am," the youth said as he turned to go, "and have a very merry Christmas." And then it happened. Just as his foot hit the top step of the old porch, as the door was about to close behind him, a small child's voice said, "Mummy, was that Jesus?" It hit Trip Hammerhart, and the young man stopped for the briefest moment. His chin dropped to his chest. And an almost overwhelming emotion swept through him. He walked slowly now to his ancient car, crawled in behind the wheel, sat there for a moment trying to get a deep breath. He wiped a tear off his bearded cheek and drove off into the night. It hadn't happened before. It might not ever happen again. But that small child in that small house on Maple Street gave this strange lad in the sheepskin coat the most beautiful Christmas gift he had ever received. Awesome! Thank you so much again. June twenty fifth for the love of motorcycles, supporting the Jerry Forbes Center and Santa's Anonymous. We hope to see you there, ten till three, Blackjack's Roadhouse. It's going to be such an amazing day with so many great things going on. To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming episodes or to listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast ear candy from. If there's a topic you want us to cover or a guest that you'd you'd like us to have on the show, let us know how. Well, you can follow us on on all the socials or reach out to us through our website at ab-amss.org, which again also has all of the information for the For the Love of Motorcycles event, with links to Jerry Forbes Center and Santa's Anonymous. Always remember to ride safe, ride smart, and think bike. We will see you out on the road.